Welcome back to the Barely Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm going to be your host today. Bryant is out. Uh, not with an injury, but, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the injury update in a little bit. So it's just me running solo today. We're going to, uh, I guess I'm going to bring you the week nine recap, go over some injuries, beast and least modes like we usually do, and then my top waiver signings for this week. So jumping right into it, we'll start with the injury update. Christian McCaffrey had a great game back, but he suffered a rib injury on the final drive of the day. Uh, there's not a lot of information on it right now. There's testing being done, so he is listed as questionable for week 10. Kyle Allen suffered an injury. He is out for the season. Alex Smith will be the starter, uh, I guess, for the foreseeable future because they don't want to play Dwayne Haskins. David Montgomery left the game with a concussion. He is questionable as well. And David Johnson left the game with a concussion, meaning Duke Johnson will be the number one running back for Houston. Um, All of this we'll talk about in the Week 10 preview, as well as the injury updates on Saturday. So, we're going to get into the beast mode and least mode. I got about two, three, four players per position here. Let's start out with the beast mode. I'm going to go with Drew Locke beast mode for this week. He was the fourth best quarterback. Uh, he had a very good week. I I, I wouldn't say eh, I would say very good. Best of the season so far. Outperformed Aaron Rodgers. Outperformed Deshaun Watson, Justin Herbert, Russell Wilson. Uh, even though Russell Wilson kind of had a bad week. Anyway, Drew Locke, three hundred and thirteen yards, two TDs. Did have an interception, however, but ran the ball in for a touchdown. Uh, I'm liking this team. I had Drew Locke as a waiver signing last week. I was very confident he would perform against Atlanta, and he delivered. It was awesome. He went beast mode. Uh, He had 48 passing attempts. That was crazy. Only 25 completions. However, um, we'll talk about his receivers later on today. My next yay, or not yay. We're not doing yays and nays. Beast mode, least mode. Uh, Josh Allen, number two quarterback for this week. Just under Kyler Murray. I should give Kyler Murray some credit. He had an outstanding game. Just, it was just beautiful. Uh, but I'm going to give Josh Allen some credit here with a win over Seattle. That was awesome. Uh, I put him on here because he went beast mode throwing for 415 yards, three passing touchdowns, and a rushing touchdown. That is just a, a fantasy dream right there. 415 yards. 31 completions. Very good. Very good stat. I like that a lot. Uh, Next up, we'll move on to the running backs who went beast mode. Obviously, Christian McCaffrey, welcome back. Uh, Just just glad to have him, man. He he did really well with touchdown uh, in the run game, touchdown in the passing game, targeted 10 times in the air too, which is really crazy, Uh, and caught the ball 10 out of 10 times. So good for him. Uh, Delvin Cook, obviously. Another great week, but my running backs are going to just freak you out. My two beast mode running backs that I've picked for this week is the third best running back and the fourth best running back this week. Keep that in mind when I'm talking about these players. I'm talking about J.D. McKissick, the running back for the Washington football team, finished third this week in half point PPR 
He only rushed the ball three times for 17 yards, but he caught nine balls in the air for 65 yards. He was targeted 14 times, 14 times in the air by Alex Smith and Kyle Allen. But we saw earlier, as soon as McKissick popped up on my radar, it was because of Alex Smith. Alex Smith targets J.D. McKissick for some reason. Don't know why, but J.D. McKissick, if he was a wide receiver, he would be tied for second for most targets. That's crazy to me. That is crazy. So if you're in a PPR league, even half-point PPR, J.D. McKissick, man, you got to pick him up. I'll probably talk about him later. Uh, It's not a probable. I will be talking about him later. Now, here's an even bigger surprise than J.D. McKissick. I know it's crazy. What? How can anyone be more surprising than McKissick? Talking about the number four running back for this week, Kalen Balage. The running back for the L.A. Chargers, the new running back for the L.A. Chargers, formerly on the Dolphins, formerly on the Jets as of about two weeks ago, and now he's on the Chargers. I don't know what's going on with this Chargers run game. I mean, what what the heck? I thought it was a, a Jackson-Kelly split, but most 15 carries for Kalen Balage. 69 yards and a touchdown for Kalen Balaj. This is Kalen Balaj. I, I, I'm just amazed. Joshua Kelly only got nine carries for 28 yards uh, and no Justin Jackson because he was dealing with an injury on the first drive, so didn't score any points. Clearly, the Chargers don't like Joshua Kelly because if, if they did, Joshua Kelly should have, should have had 20-plus carries when Jackson left, but they didn't have faith in Kelly. They put their faith in Kalen Balaj and he delivered. He went beast mode. Fourth best running back, Kalen Balaj. What? Anyway, we'll move on to the wide receivers. Uh, a big one, obviously, just because Bryant's not here to talk about Devontae Adams. I feel obligated to talk about Devontae Adams because he loves him. Uh, we'll go Devontae Adams first. 10 receptions, 173 yards, and a touchdown targeted 12 times against San Fran. Clear and obvious beast mode definitely could make an argument. We have made an argument for him being the number one receiver this season. Uh, just, I mean, Devonta Adams just tore it up. We're going to stick with that same game, though. I'm going to go with the San Fran wide receiver, Richie James. He stepped up when no Samuel, no Ayuk, all of them were out. Richie James stepped up. Nine receptions, 184 yards, and a touchdown targeted 13 times. He was the number one fantasy receiver this week. Very good performance out of him with Nick Mullins throwing to him. So was it Nick Mullins? Was it Berthard? Berthard? I don't even know. That's the, oh, man. Uh, Next player, Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy is finally on the board here. A lot of hype in the offseason. Had some decent games. And it kind of slumped down a little bit. Uh, and now once Drew Locke came back, he's tearing it up. Seven receptions, 125 yards, and a touchdown. This is his first game where he's gotten over 100 yards. Uh, and his second game with a touchdown. The thing I like the most, targeted 14 times against Atlanta. With that many balls thrown your way, you are going to put up fantasy points. So I love that. He went beast mode. and finally. Got to give some love to Tyreek Hill, third best receiver this week. Nine receptions for 113 yards, two TDs. Here's the kicker. You know how I just talked about 
targets equal fantasy points. Well, Terry Kill was targeted a whopping 18 times this week against Carolina. That's almost unheard of. I don't know if 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 anyone this season has gotten 18 targets in one week. I mean, that's really good. So, you know, he, he definitely wouldn't be smoked. I'm going to move on to the tight ends. I got two. Uh, first one, obvious one, Travis Kelsey. He's, he's running away with that number one tight end spot. Uh, 12 targets, 10 receptions, 159 yards. He is really one of the only, if not the only tight end who can put up fantasy points without needing a touchdown because tight ends are so touchdown dependent, but not for Kelsey. 159 yards. Very good out of him. Uh, and then my final beast mode, I'm going to go with Evan Ingram from the New York Giants. I put him on here because he has had a terrible, terrible start to the season. Last three weeks, man, he's been stepping it up. He got five catches for almost 50 yards and touchdown this week. Targeted 10 times this game. He was targeted 10 times last game and nine times a game before that. He's being more and more involved in this offense, so I love it there. We're going to move on to the least modes. Ooh, players who did not perform either to our expectations or just in general. We'll stick with the quarterbacks. I'm going to start with Lamar Jackson. I don't know what is happening this season, but defenses has got him figured out. I mean, Kirk Cousins performed better than Lamar Jackson this week. It was a very tough defense in Indianapolis Colts. Very tough. And that's two bad matchups in a row against Pittsburgh and against Indianapolis. Uh, He's having a rough couple weeks, only put up 170 yards, no touchdowns this game, Uh, only 19 completions. He did get a rushing touchdown then there, which pretty much saved you the week. Um, But yeah, without that rushing touchdown, man, he would have been uh, basically at the bottom of the list. Speaking of bottom of the list, I'm going to go with Tom Brady as the next least mode. I don't know if you guys watched this game. I don't know if you watched the game. It it was at the point where I was feeling sad. It was really just a, an absolute blowout. Tom Brady threw three interceptions, 209 yards. I mean, the man couldn't do anything. It it looked it looked just just looked terrible. I mean, it was sad to watch. He he has a amazing offense, right? He's got Godwin Evans Scotty Miller, Antonio Brown is back. Gronk, OJ Howard. I mean, that is an arsenal of fantasy points, and he is is really not delivering. So it's it's just a shame. He he went in least mode. Uh, he's really fallen down in my list. There's a lot of quarterbacks. He's on like he's almost. Ooh, I, I'm not. I, he's almost like Stafford level at this point in my head. He's just performing. Just I, I just don't have a lot of faith in him. I really don't. After that performance last week, I don't like what I see. So it, in a good matchup, yeah, maybe I'll take the risk with Brady. But if they're going up against like a Kansas City, like they are week 12, Rams, like they are week 11, I don't like it. I don't like that matchup. So that's it for the quarterbacks. Moving on to running backs, least mode. This one. There was a a lot of options to choose from. I will admit there is a lot of underperformance this week. Uh, first one, 
I would probably go with is James Conner. I mean, that was just a poor performance. It was against Dallas. You would expect an amazing, amazing game for every Steeler. But, man, I I thought, here's what I thought was going to happen. Pittsburgh was going to take the early lead, get a couple passes in there, maybe a Juju touchdown. I predicted Deontay Johnson touchdown, and then they would just run the ball for the next three quarters. That did not happen. Dallas was winning most of the game. James Conner only got nine carries for 22 yards, negative two receptions, or negative two receiving yards, I should say, two receptions. Um, yeah, poor performance all, all around from this uh, Pittsburgh team. Did not think I was going to say that this week. We'll stick with that same matchup. We'll go the other side of the ball. Dallas Cowboys, Ezekiel Elliott uh, definitely went in least mode. It's what we expected, let's be honest. All right, 18 carries, 51 yards. I would be happy with that performance if I were you, if I was a Zeke owner. I mean, it, we knew it, they're going up against the best defense in the league. 50 rushing yards is great for for this terrible offense and against Pittsburgh. So he really is not, I put him in Lee Smoke, is not performing like a, a first rounder like you drafted him to be. Um, but. I don't know. This this team is just in, in shambles right now. And the final lease mode that I'm putting in is Le'Veon Bell from Kansas City. He kind of is going unnoticed here. Uh, four carries, eight yards. That's it. That was it. That was Lev Bell's performance there. Honestly, he's had a terrible season. Dealing with injuries, and he's just not performing when he plays. Uh, no touchdowns yet this year. His highest rushing yard game was week five with 60. Terrible, man. Terrible. Uh, I, I I wouldn't even argue if you're thinking about dropping him because he is now the running back too. Uh, he does have some value if Clyde is out, but if Clyde's not out, I'm, I have no faith in Le'Veon Bell. Uh, we are going to go to the wide receivers. Wide receivers here. Uh, we got the uh, the goose egg of the day. The goose egg of the day is Corey Davis for the Tennessee Titans. Zero receptions, zero yards, obviously zero TDs. Uh, it was a very tough defense, but I expected a little bit out of Corey Davis. I hyped him up. I've been hyping him up, and he did not step up to the plate. Um, yeah, literally did nothing. Goose egg of the day. So very, very unfortunate for him. Uh, the next least mode that I have from the Las Vegas Raiders, I'm going to go Henry Ruggs. Zero receptions, zero yards, zero touchdowns. He did run the ball once, ran the ball for 10 yards. There you go. Good for him. Didn't get the goose egg player of the day. Um, I guess I should say player of the week, but wow. I mean, not what I expected out of Ruggs. He's he's such a a deep threat, but he is not. I, I I'm gonna cut him some slack. He's a rookie, but he's not being utilized as much as everyone was hoping. So, um, final player heading over to Carolina, talking about DJ Moore. Uh, Curtis Samuel's really stepping it up, and when Curtis Samuel does good, apparently DJ Moore does bad. Two receptions, 18 yards. That is it. That is it for DJ Moore. 
Uh, it really seems like there's only room for two good receivers per week at max on this team. And that was Curtis Samuel, Robbie Anderson this week. Uh, and with Christian McCaffrey back, you can definitely that that definitely hurts the entire receiving game as they're going to give the ball to McCaffrey more. Uh, for example, McCaffrey was the second best receiver this week, the most targeted receiver this week for Carolina, not DJ Moore. So very unfortunate circumstances for him. Uh, we'll see what happens moving forward. He's kind of one of those superstars that you got to play. But yeah, I don't know. He kind of let me down. Uh, we'll do a quick, quick tight ends here. First off, what is happening with Robert Tunyon for the Green Bay Packers? Uh, one reception for five yards. That's it. Only targeted once as well. That's a big deal. It was all Devontae Adams. This entire game, actually, Veto Scantling did score two touchdowns. I shouldn't say that, but uh, I don't know. I'm I'm fading on Tanya now. It, he's he's a questionable start in my book at at this point. So I don't know how confident I am starting him week by week. He does have amazing upside, but when when Green Bay's receivers are healthy, I don't. I'm my confidence is is way down for Tanya. So uh, final least mode player of the week. Is Gronk, Rob Gronkowski, one catch for two yards against New Orleans. He was targeted a whopping six times, which is like the third most this season, but only caught the ball once. Whose fault is that? Is that Gronk or is that Brady's? I'm just going to split it right down the middle, say both. They're both responsible. Gronk did have a drop or two, and Brady was way off his game. Uh, but after three good weeks in a row, I thought this could be a, another uh, potentially good week for Kronk. But fortunately, he did not perform. And last but not least, I'm going to get into the waiver signings for the week. I got six of them here. Got six of them. So bear with me. Actually, seven. I lied to you. First player, Nelson Aguilar. I've talked about him before. I'm going to keep talking about him as long as he had has good weeks. And as long as he's rostered in less than 50%, he's going to make this list basically every week. Uh, he was only targeted three times this week. Two receptions, 55 yards, and a touchdown. But, man, he, he is a, he's a boomer bust player. And he's been booming more than busting. So, I, I like that. Uh, Renfro seems like the guy that's getting more targets and more receptions. But Aguilar is a close second. So uh, I like Aguilar. He's, he's kind of a big play guy. And I can see next year, Ruggs will take that position. But for right now, Nelson Aguilar uh, makes my waiver signing. Another player that I keep talking about, and I will continue talking about until more people pick him up and recognize him, that is J.D. McKissick for the Washington National Football Team. Uh Almost said their former team name. I had to catch myself. Not messing up. Uh, this guy, if you're in a non-PPR league, I can understand why you don't want to pick this guy up. That's okay. That is your choice. I'm not going to blame you. But if you're in a PPR or half-point PPR league, you need to pick this guy up. He's a 33rd best running back. He's only rostered at 35% of leagues. He is a flex monster. He's a flex monster. You can put him in that flex position, and he's going to score you some points. Really, when, when Alex Smith comes in, this is the best week J.D. McKissick has ever had, and that's the most playing time that Alex Smith has had. I can connect the dots. 
it's easy. It's easy to notice. Nine receptions for 65 yards. Only rushed the ball three for 17, but Jaden McKissick had a better performance than Antonio Gibson, the other running back. That's true. Look it up in a half point or full PPR league. Uh, standard league, that'll go more to Gibson. But he's a, he's a must. He's really a must. I'm still surprised that he's only owned in 35% of leagues. So, Next player, wide receiver for the Denver Broncos, Tim Patrick. Obviously, Jerry Judy is the better receiver there, but he's owned in like 60-something percent of leagues, so I'm not going to put him on the list. I only put 50% or below. Uh, Tim Patrick, even when Judy had a heck of a game, Tim Patrick also had a good game. Four receptions, 29 yards, and a touchdown, which is great. The main thing that I like is he was targeted nine times. Nine times for the wide receiver two. Jerry Judy was targeted whopping 14. But again, nine targets is still really good. And he can put up some points with that. Uh, And we've seen it. We've seen it like week six. Only eight targets put up 100 plus yards. That's great. He's got three touchdowns this year. One of them was last week. Uh, When he's healthy, I'm playing him in that flex spot. So only owned in 14.6% of ESPN leagues. Uh, The next player I want to talk about is a repeat of last week. Uh, Same team on the Denver Broncos. It is the quarterback, Drew Locke. He had a heck of a game. I'm going to keep boasting about it. I told you to pick him up. If you did, you're thrilled. I put my money where my mouth was. I picked him up. It was amazing. 313 passing yards, two TDs. He did have an interception, but... Uh, he did rush the ball for a touchdown as well, so that kind of cancels out that INT. Very good performance, and he's got weapons. He's got one of the best tight ends in the game, Noah Fant. Uh, best as in, like, potential. He, Noah Fant's been kind of struggling this year, but hopefully, uh, hopefully he gets his groove back. But Jerry Judy's there as well. Tim Patrick is there. And Dynasty League pickup, man. Cortland Sutton's out. This man is... Uh, I. I'm really enjoying Drew Locke this, the, the last two weeks, I should say. I was going to say this season, but it's really only the last two weeks. Um, last two weeks, he scored five passing TDs, six total TDs. I love it. Uh, we'll stick with quarterbacks. Here's a riskier pick. I'm going to go with Tua. Tuga Tagovaiola? I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. I'm probably not. I'm definitely not. But... Tua, the quarterback for the Miami Dolphins, the lefty, uh, had a rough, rough debut against the Rams, but kind of stepped it up this week, leading the Dolphins to a victory against the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Almost 250 passing yards, two TDs, ran the ball seven times for 35 yards, didn't fumble at this game. That's very good. Um, I will say the Arizona defense is not great, so he's really a matchup player. Uh, for example, next week they're going up against the Chargers. I'm hesitant on it. I lo- I kind of like the matchup. Uh, week 11 against Denver Broncos. Love that matchup. Week 12 against the New York Jets. Love that matchup. 13 against the Bengals. Love that matchup. So I would say three great weeks and one okay week for Tua. Uh, he's got Devontae Parker. Preston Williams is dealing with an injury right now. He could be back this week. And Mike Gusecki, a dependable tight end. So uh, they're going to need to throw the ball a lot because their run game is atrocious right now. Yeah. Uh, Next player running back for the Houston, Texas, Duke Johnson. This is solely an opportunity-based waiver pickup. 
only rostered in 16.4% of leagues. David Johnson, like I said earlier in this episode, left the game with a concussion. And Duke Johnson has taken over. The other D Johnson has taken over. Uh, in reality, he's just a, a worse David Johnson, right? He's involved in the passing game. Last week, four receptions, 32 yards. He had 16 carries for 41 yards and a TD. So that's really good. Going up against Cleveland next week. That should be a decent matchup. Cleveland's defense is actually pretty good. I like Miles Garrett a lot, obviously. Uh, but they're very exploitable. All right. So Duke Johnson, uh, if David Johnson doesn't play, keep an eye out for that. But he should definitely be a pickup uh, because I believe we will not know the severity uh, of David Johnson's injury, the concussion, uh, and until maybe Thursday, Friday is when we'll know if he'll play or not. So if you got room, if you got the ability to pick up Duke Johnson, he will be great if David Johnson doesn't play. And finally, I'm going to throw a fun one in here. I'm going to go with the defense, and that's Miami. Miami Dolphins defense. Did you know the Miami Dolphins defense is the seventh best defense this season? That's really good. Only rostered in 20.9% of ESPN leagues. Uh, they've scored three touchdowns in the last two games. I'll take that. I'll take those points. Week eight, 18 points. Week six, 12 points. Week five, 14 points. On a good matchup they're gonna be amazing so yeah i i like miami dolphins moving forward um they played the chargers next week like we talked about that might be a tough one uh but against denver against new york against cincinnati i love those odds so miami dolphins defense all the way and that wraps up the week nine recap uh, if you could please just give us a, uh, a like, uh, a rating, all that fun stuff. Uh, you can check out more fun things on our website, barelyathletic.com. We really appreciate you listening. Um, this week in and out. Thank you so much. Next, or I guess this week, look forward to the week 10 preview featuring me and Brian. We're going to make our predictions once again. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun as well as the injury update coming later this week. Thank you for listening. Goodbye.